scheduled in a, in a couple of weeks to, for them and their family to, to share and they'll probably take the bulk of the service to do that and to share about their experiences and um, whatever the Lord lays on their heart to share with about that so we're looking forward to that but in the meantime you can give us a few uh, snippets here and there I, th- I believe that's going to be in two weeks uh, next week we have a visiting speaker as well um so, yeah, we'll look forward to that in about two weeks here, Carrie. Well, this next song, I, I was actually looking for a different song. This, this isn't a real long one, so maybe we'll go through it twice. I wasn't quite as familiar with this version of it. There's a different version that I know better, but as I... Uh, listen to it. I really love the the message of that song. How lovely is your dwelling place, Phil? Do you know where that's found? In isn't that in Psalms where it talks about how the how lovely is the dwelling place of the Lord? I should have looked that up. It just kind of came to me now. I believe that's in the in the Psalms somewhere. Go ahead and look that up and see if uh, we'll go ahead and see. Psalm 84, you want to share that with us? How lovely are thy dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs and even yearns for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house and the swallowing nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts. My King and my God, how blessed are those who dwell in thy house. They are ever praising thee. How blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it the spring, Baca 
and desert place. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day and night works is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. So think about that as we sing. What does it mean to dwell in in the dwelling place of God, and and how is His dwelling place lovely to you? How lovely is Your dwelling place, O Lord. Is that a new one to you, y'all? We'll have to do that one again sometime.
I will rise. I think most of you will recognize this one. There's a peace I've come to know, though my heart and flesh may fail. There's an anchor for my soul. I can say.
you are God alone. joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him Bless his name, for the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. You are not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You're not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are God alone from before time began. You are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad,
God alone in your life? Or are there all these other little gods? Um, Back it up here. I, I noticed something, if I can get back to the beginning and find it. You notice how they have the the lowercase g. You're not these little gods. You're not a some little god that was created by human hands. You're not dependent on any mortal man. You're not in need of anything. He's not a god that's in need of anything we can give. Notice all those lowercase g's there. These secondary gods that that we can have in our lives. And any of those things that crowd out God, trust me, it's just those lowercase g's. It's a, it's a little God because if, if any of those things demand these things from our lives, then it's not the God who is God alone. All right, let's do one more, more of a chorus here. Oh God, you are my God. I think everyone knows this one. And uh, sing it out, sing praise to God, and follow him as he leads step by step. the promise you just made to the Lord step by step each little move each little decision sometimes we think uh, how about this big step here where we follow the Lord or this marathon that we're running that we follow him step by step all the little things in life he cares about leading you in everything all right thank you you can be seated uh, kids come on up here uh, Judd's got a lesson for you. He's got all kinds of stuff back there that I think he's... So it should be an interesting lesson. So come on up here. Actually, while he's doing that uh, announcements, I don't think there's... uh, I don't think there's anything really out of the ordinary on uh, announcements. We have our meal today. We do have... uh,
our communion service, breaking of bread after the uh, after our sharing time, and uh, men's Bible study is this week as well at uh, the lap home. I don't think there's anything else when it comes to uh, announcements. So, Judd, come on up here. Well, I'm going to need a couple, well, maybe I'll pick them, because they're not going to volunteer. Um, Brandon, <laughs> you'll be one. He'll come up here. Um, Jordan and Pat, come here. Um, it might be easier if you guys want to sit over there, because then you can actually see it. Or are they just not going to listen to me this time? <laughs> Yes, but I'm saying you can stand on the side of it, like you're not behind it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, hold it up a little higher, right above his head. Can y'all see like his shadow right there or not? Yeah? Okay. Good. So, let me see if I can find that verse real quick. So, it's in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. It says, For now we see through a glass darkly, then face to face, now I know in part. But then, but then shall I know even as I am known. So you can fact check me on this, but we're going to pretend Patrick's God behind there. But <laughs> so basically, right now we can't see him, just like right now we can't see God. So for a little example, but we, get, we never actually physically get to see God, but we can learn about him as we, learn, as we read in the Bible. So we're probably even going to include some of the adults on this. I'll ask the kids first. What's one of your favorite Bible verses? First one you think of. Absolutely nothing. Okay, there's one. So can you guys take that thing and roll it up one notch, basically? Maybe you can go two of them. That thing's going to take a little while to get up there. Anybody else? We're going to need a few of these. So yeah, each each verse you just roll it up one. Any more? There you go. Acknowledge him in all ways. Yeah. Well, you got two of them right there. <laughs> Any more? Anyone else? Okay. I mean, we're not even halfway yet. There you go. Anyone else? There you go. So, it's not going to matter how much we read the Bible, how good we get at it, how good we know God on this earth. We're never actually going to physically see him face to face until 
if you guys want to take that, just roll it the whole way up. Until finally, on the last day, like it said in that verse, we're actually going to get to see him face to face. (laughs) Just as clearly as we see Pat now. So, yeah, that's it. You know, if I can add something there, you noticed how the verses kind of died out as it got up about halfway. You know, isn't that so often how we kind of are with, with God, with our, you know, with knowing him? Okay, well, okay, well, we, we think we kind of know him. Yeah, there's more that we can know about God, but hey, I, I, think, I, got, I think I can do pretty good with just seeing halfway there. Isn't that so often our attitude? And there's so, there's so much more of God that we can learn and, and see and, and know about, but yet we just kind of coast along at halfway. Something that popped into my head as I saw that illustration. Great illustration, though, Judd. Thank you. All right. Uh, Merv is going to share the word with us today. Where did this thing go here? Set this up for him. Come on up here, Merv, and I'll uh, pray for you and turn the time over to you. Merv's going to share the word, and then uh, after that, I'll turn it over to uh, Dave to uh, moderate our communion time, breaking of bread. Father, we come to you this morning. I thank you for meeting with us here and for the time of worship that we've had and, and meeting with you here this morning. I pray that you would continue to now speak to us through your word and through our brother. I pray that you would fill him with the words that you have for us that we would hear from you through his lips. I pray a special blessing on him and a special anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be here and uh, just thankful thankful for each one here and uh, glad we can be together today. So... <clears throat> One of the things I've been thinking about is as as we walk through our Christian life, um, seems like we're constantly fighting to find the right balance. You know, you, you can fall off of this side, you can fall off of that side. The goal is to walk straight, but you know, you're always um, always trying to find a good balance, a Christian balance. And my title is The Christian Life on a Beam. Um, and uh, Derek, if you want to pull up those pictures, I found some old pictures, um, and they're they're kind of amazing, actually. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'd feel very comfortable sitting up there like that. Um, but that guy obviously is. And then there's another one too. Uh, these guys are having lunch, and uh, looks like they're quite comfortable. Um, but and I think one of those it was actually they said it was 200 stories up so they're high up there and I mean it would be a pretty serious uh, consequence if they would fall Um, they don't seem too worried about it I, I I remember one guy said you know the falling it doesn't hurt it's the sudden stop at the end of it but um 
so obviously um, some of us would be scared to walk that high. I don't know. I don't know if I could even. But some people are comfortable with it, and I, I I'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Um, but the the picture I kind of have, and I want you to think about, is you're walking this beam. And not only are you walking the beam, there's stuff in the way. You got to climb over it. You got to. There's other people walking on this this beam, um, and you know sometimes. It, you know, I, I'd say most of the time it's unintentionally, but sometimes we can be. Even even as Christians, you know, we can knock somebody off of that beam or cause them to lose their balance or cause them to to shake. Um, and uh, even even using Bible verses and good teaching, we can we can use that to cause people to fall off balance. Um, and I know the Bible doesn't talk about the Christian walk as a beam, but it does talk about that the, the Christian life is a very narrow way. It's a narrow gate. There's not many people that find it. Uh, Matthew 7, 13 and 14, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, for broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few that find it. And Luke 13, 24 says, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. So the Christian life is a... There, there is a small way that you have to follow and you have to find. Um, and and as, as we walk through this life, and I guess I'm especially thinking of the world that we're living in today, you know, it just... It seems like there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on that's it's not it's not right it's not healthy um, and how do you you know how how do you walk your Christian life and and yet where do you find the the, the line where do you stand up for s- certain things or where do you fight against certain things you know. Um, because, I mean, the Bible does say things are going to get worse um, and that it's in God's plan. So how much do you fight against what, what you would almost say is God's plan? Um, or do you, are you just quiet and let it happen? Um, I've had some different conversations about that um, with some people, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, in Matthew 24... And especially verse 22, but even that whole chapter, it talks about all this stuff that's going to happen. I mean, it, it's um, it says, um, let me just scroll up here, I'll find it. Um, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famine, earthquakes, and this is just the beginning this is just the birth pangs. And then, you know, you're, there's going to be tribulation. They're going to kill you. You're going to be hated. Um, and it's going to get so lawlessness will increase. Well, that sounds like kind of familiar. 
um, people's love will grow cold. And it actually, verse 22 says, it's going to get so bad that unless God would cut the time short, nobody would make it. No, there's no, nobody would make it. But for the sake of the Christians, he, he's going to cut it short. So to me, that sounds pretty awful if, if there's not one Christian that would make it. Um, but um, so things are going to get bad. And um, my, my, my thing is just, you know, how, how do you walk through this? You hear, so I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go down through some things that um, I came up with. Money. We all need money to live. Um, 1 Timothy 6, 9, and 10, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and snare. The love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. Um, so money is dangerous, but it's a necessity. So, you know, there, it's, you've got to find a balance. You, you know, you need the money, yet you don't want to fall off on the, the other side either. Um, the Bible says God will supply all your needs, but he also wants you to get out there and work for it. You can't just sit at home and, okay, God, I need, a, you know, 200 bucks to make it through the day. Please bring it. No, you've got to go out and work for it. So there's a balance there. Um, <clears throat> And then, of course, you have all these um, pressure to invest and to, you know, save up for retirement, all that stuff. Um, one guy told me that not investing my money is like the man with the talents that went and buried his talent. He said, that's, that's what you're doing if you're not investing it. Well, there's maybe a point to that, but at the same time, I need to do with my money what God wants me to do and not what somebody tells me to do. Um, so those are those are things I think sometimes that it, it's good to talk about them, but it's also it's also good to be careful that you don't do it in a condemning way or you know hey this is how it is. Um, and I did I mentioned about you know, how do you find the balance for standing up for what's right in today's world? How much do you get involved in politics? I also had, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's a lot of Christians that believe you need to go vote. I, I don't have a problem with it. Personally, I guess I just never got started, so I never did. Um, and I also feel like the world is is one thing that is in God's control, and I don't know. So I don't know how much I should do or not do. I've, I've thought about that a lot recently um, because there are Christian people that are doing good in the world and in politics and I think we need them. But, uh, but it, when it comes to personally, I think each one of us needs to find that spot that you feel God is calling you to and, um, and not use not use it to throw others off balance. Both sides, you need to you need to. Uh, we can all help each other walk along this beam, if we want to, and that's what we need to strive to do. Not throw each other off because you don't agree with my way of thinking. Um, and that's the that's the beauty I feel 
of God. He uses people in so many different ways and it's what makes the body complete. If we all do one thing, it's just like having a hand and that's it. Um, so I think we need to... Um, my, my goal is to help other people walk on this beam and not just be kicking them off and always making them fight to lose their balance. Um, <clears throat> being honest with people, but using discretion about what and how you say things. Truth and honesty are always good, but they can also be used in ways that make others struggle to keep their balance or even lose their balance. That's something that I've, I've uh, had to learn somewhat to... Yes, truth, truthfulness and honesty, absolutely, 100% of the time. But there is ways to say it with discretion. And, and, and maybe sometimes it doesn't always need to even be said, you know. You can... Um, I've, I've been troubled by how uh, Christians sometimes use Bible verses to just dump everything out. To put it bluntly, you know, it's it's. There's a love, and I, I don't I don't say I have the answer, but I do know that there's a way to love, and and be truthful and honest, and it's God's way, and and we all need to seek to find that balance in our own lives. Um, pouring your heart and life into your kids, but also learning to let them go and build their own life. Now that I can have some experience in. um and you know it's it's um it's there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of you can fall off on either side of the beam through that and it's it's a place that god has is leading us through and he he's faithful and he continues to lead us through that um but again to to you know, again, I guess I want to stress that each person has their own way of, of walking through this, and one way is not the right way, and we can all help each other by encouraging each other. Um, trusting each other. It's good, it's necessary. If you can't trust other people, you're in a bad place. But what happens when people let you down that you trusted? Um, So you know, there's there's there again. There's a balance to that trust. You you want to trust people, but you also your trust needs to be in God even more importantly, because if your trust is in God, then you know it's it's um, you know you'll be you know you know God can be faithful. But part of that is trusting in in people, but also letting people go. So there again, there's that there's that narrow way I feel like to to walk. Um, Forgiveness, that's a, that's a big one. Um, we need to forgive. The Bible is very strong on that. Uh, Matthew 18, 21 and 22. <clears throat> Peter was asking how many times to forgive someone for the same thing. Seven times? Jesus said no. Seventy times? Seven. Often. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, To forgive and your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive... God will not forgive you. So, so it's it's important. But where again, where's the balance? Sometimes it seems like if you forgive, 
the person that did you wrong is just getting away with everything. Do you need to just let him run over you? Do you need to let him be a doormat? I mean, be a doormat to him and let him do what, let people do whatever they want? I don't think so, but there, there's, a, there's a fine line to walk through that because, again, the Bible says if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. So you need, you, there needs to be that balance that only, I think only God can show you the true way in a lot of these things. Um, so how can we walk this beam at peace, trusting in God and being at peace with each other? We don't want to fall. We don't want to cause others to lose their balance. Most Christians genuinely want to help each other. Um, <clears throat> and so, as you can see in those, or as you saw in those pictures, that, that was pretty, I, I don't see any safety equipment on those pictures. Today, we have almost too much safety equipment, but it's uh it's because it's because of people falling and people you know getting killed that some of this stuff is is happening um so i have a few what i call safety items um that can help us on this walk on this balancing act that we're doing with our life um and the first one i know this i don't know it sounded kind of weird but it, I think it can actually be good, but imagination. You know, sometimes we haven't walked where somebody else has walked, but you can somewhat imagine how it would be. Like, you know, um, well, my son-in-law, you know, he lost his wife um, a couple years ago or a year ago, and I never did that, but I can only imagine how that must feel. But I, I, st I don't really know because I've never walked through it. I can, but imagination can be helpful and it can be an encouragement. Um, knowledge. Um, the men in the pictures had knowledge. Maybe they read about skyscrapers and how to build them. They understood um, what was involved in building and, and so therefore they were comfortable because they knew that um, they knew it was safe. They knew their limits. They they understood, and they probably even did the work. Um, and so they were they were comfortable in their own work. And that is knowledge is is a good thing in the Christian life. It, it it's another one of those things that can be dangerous, but it is a good thing because if you have knowledge. You, you understand how things work. You can, you can share your knowledge with other people. The only thing is, knowledge still can't be above what God tells you. That's the, that's the thing where you need to be careful with knowledge. And also experience. Those men obviously had, they had a lot of experience. It takes a lot of experience to be that comfortable up there. I mean, I, I would think so. Sitting there, eating lunch, joking with each other. Um... But, you know, once you've experienced, experience can be a good and a bad teacher, but I, I do think, I do think experience really is good most of the time, um, if you really want to learn from it. And experience is one of the best things in, in the Christian walk, because, um, 
Experience doesn't necessarily make you an expert, but it can... I don't know how else to say this. I've, I've had married children. A lot of you don't. Or I, I, I have a married child. Um, so I, I can give you some ideas about how it feels that you can't give to me. That's just the bottom line. But it doesn't make me an expert on the subject. But because I have had experience, I can. there is something that I can give. Um, but again, that needs to be in God's way and in God's time. And I've seen where people get all puffed up because they had this great experience and now they can just share it with everybody. Maybe God wants you to do that. I don't know. For me, I don't think it is that way. But anyway, if I ever get puffed up, please let me know. <laughs> um, but, um, but the biggest thing about all this, so those were, would be what I call safety, safety nets or safety, maybe the bolts of the building, but you know, even with all that, the building could still collapse. I mean, that, those things alone won't keep the building standing. The only thing that keeps that building standing is the foundation, and that's God. God is, our trust in God is the only thing that's going to make all these things work together. And, and that's what I, you know, it might look like everything is collapsing all around us. People are falling. People are, you know, getting tired of God, getting tired of Christianity. But if we keep, if we keep looking to God and put our faith and trust in God, we will be safe and we'll make it and we'll be able to walk that beam. That's everything. Thank you. Thanks, Brother Merv, for that uh, word. Uh, talking about experience um, kind of hit me. Um, for about what we're to do, uh, partake in communion. And, you know, and I just think Brother Field had asked me to kind of take charge here. And uh, But anyway, I was thinking, you know, so many times we do do things kind of out of a ritual. And we, we kind of tend to repeat ourselves at times. Which it's not a bad thing because we are we tend to forget. Um, but I guess it's for me in, in referring to experiences, if we have not truly experienced the love of Christ in our heart, if we have not truly experienced the forgiveness of sins, the repentance of our heart, what we're about to do it's there's nothing there just really there's nothing there and so i just think until we experience that and for any for any of us and sadly to say even in my younger years um i experienced that i really did and you know and you go through these rituals and things and it's like you know and i just don't want this to be i know we did on like decided currently to do it on a monthly basis to where it doesn't become just a mundane thing. It's just a ritual. And I just hope that this can be a time of uh, uh, a blessing and a reflection. I think it's very healthy for any and all of us as we, as we do these things to take, um, uh, what's the word? I just kind of lost it. Um, 
just to, to check our hearts and check our lives. Um, there's something else I kind of wanted to share too is, um, one second. when God created the earth, he spoke to the sea. And um, when he wanted to create the fish, he talked to the sea. And the fish were created. When he wanted to create the, the trees, he spoke to the soil. When he created man, he turned to himself and let, said, let's create man in our own image. And, you know, you can take the fish out of a water and he'll die. If you take the tree out of the soil, it'll die. Man was created to be connected with God. We're to created in his image. So the water without the fish is still water. If you take the tree out of the soil, the soil is still soil. But if you take us out of God, God is still God, but we're nothing of God. No, uh, we're without God. And so in kind of maybe a little bit differently, and I might just go a little bit early, but um, I don't want to make it too long. Um, rather than maybe going through some of the... Uh, the normal scriptures that we do is, what is your experience? Is a life a testimony of life? Um, what is God doing in your heart this week? What has He been doing in the last year? Uh, don't necessarily have to be this week or now at the very moment. Um, I'm just going to read Psalms 23, and hopefully this is a kind of uh, encouragement for all of us. So you're going to turn to Psalm 23 to follow along. That's up to you. The Lord is the shepherd of his people. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is the Lord your shepherd today? Is he leading you, or are you trying to lead him? Um, sometimes we want to go to a, a different pasture than what he has for us, where he wants to lead us sometimes. Um, 
Sometime we want to go do, down to a different creek than where, where he wants us to drink from. And um, kind of the other thing I exactly what Merv Mer was sharing, but I was telling with some of the men this morning too, what you heard this morning on Caleb. And I know all of us are probably, most of us are eager for spring to come on. But it was bringing out the example, the, the winter. You know, sometimes we just think it's just cold, it's dark days, long days, um, just, you know, everything dormant, everything. But it was sharing about how, how the important season the winters are for a farmer. And um, a cold, hard winter, you know, it'll kill out, freeze out your insects, your diseases and stuff a lot. But I'm not sure what all happens during that process. But it will, I think, somehow loosen up the soil and whatnot. Um, but how that, the winter season, how important it is for the crop then come springtime, how it puts its energy uh, and everything into the plant. And just for us as people, too, is sometimes we go kind of through a dark season, but let that be a time of um, self-evaluation, a time of, um, yeah, just trying to seek the Lord. And the Lord is preparing ourselves for the springtime. We don't know what's, what's coming springtime or what's coming for the summer. But that God um, can prepare the soil in my heart, in your heart, um, that we can bring that, that bountiful crop. I'm not sure. Um, John, do you have the? Okay. Um, I think I'll just give it a moment real quick. If someone has a testimony, um, maybe a, a, something of praise or something that the Lord has done for you in 2022, uh, maybe it's something you're looking forward to for in 23 to come, maybe it's something this week, maybe it's something that's happening now. Anybody? It might not exactly be those things, but just something I felt like I was to share. Um, probably appropriate for communion. And we sang the song, How Excellent, or Brother Phil read the verse, the, the psalm, How Excellent is Thy Dwelling Place, or Tabernacle, some places Tabernacles. And um, I was just had all these thoughts. That I thought were good for us. Um, we are the we are the temple of God, right? We are the temple of God. How beautiful, how excellent are His dwelling places? And God says that I, I couldn't find the verse, so I'm going to paraphrase a couple different places. God says, though though He be high and holy and inhabits eternity, yet to this one we look. They that are of a broken or a contrite heart, right, um, and that tremble at His word, right. And um, think about the trembling, it's not always 
it's not always like a fearful bad thing, you know, and the whole fear and trembling, fear is the awe and the reverence, not the terror, you know, it's the awe and the reverence of God, reverence is word, and some, and, and a real respect, you know, and that's, and so, and, and to this one will I dwell, come dwell with, or meek and lowly in heart, so we may not always have that, you know, we may not always need to be repenting for sin, you know, and have a broken, contrite heart, that, but God says, here he comes to dwell, when there's a broken and a contrite heart, you know, sad for, repentant for our sin. But then the other part is, um, he says, he comes and dwells with the meek and the lowly, right? We can always, we always, you know, the freshness of a broken, contrite heart brings us meek and lowly, right? Unless we think that that's a, um, not a place we want to be. Well, Jesus said, he's meek and lowly. Come unto me, for I am meek and lowly. So it's something we want to seek to have God, because then God will be dwelling with us, right, individually in us, right, inside of us. It's a tabernacle he wants to come and be in. We're meek and lowly, and meek and, meek and lowly has to do with not, you know, is um, you know, looking at others truly as, you know, but Paul said, better than ourselves, you know. You know we don't always walk around and say we're the worst of the sinners, right, but, but um, that we have that attitude, never, you know, mocking, being, the opposite of meek and lowly is being high-minded, you know, looking down on people, critical, you know, a lot of things that Brother Merv was saying, you know, but being meek and lowly is a place where God's dwelling inside of us, and then when we come together, right, more and more, uh, he's going to be in our midst more and more, too, and just as, so just as an encouragement, um, I just felt like I was supposed to share, so that is something for us to experience, hey, we want walk in that experience that God be dwelling with us and in us anybody else So I guess as we continue here, uh, and I guess for anybody, anybody that's new here, and if, if you have Christ as the Lord of your life, we invite you to participate with us in the communion. Um, not saying that you have to be on the mountaintop. You know, even if you're in the winter season, maybe. Let this be a time of... Um, a time of blessing and uh,